This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to the Alter Tapes, part of the Anatomy of a Scream pod squad. I'm Jamie Howard, part of Bloody Broads pod, aka at Glitterburrito on Twitter. And I am Sheree Bohannon. I am also a Blurdy Massacre member, and I am also a co-host on A Nightmare on Fear Street. You can find me at Miss Sheree on most of the things, or all the things, I don't know anymore. Including TikTok that you should follow her on because she's very funny. (laughs) If you give a bitch a wig, she can eat for days. (laughs) Switch my wig, make him feel like he's cheating. It's a whole tour of wigs and we love it here. But today we're covering the 2015 short that I guess just got re-released, question mark, on Alter Tapes. Uh, Deathly by Mike Williamson, written and directed uh, it stars Kathleen Wilhoit, Christina Elizabeth Smith, and the one and only Alan Ruck alongside Mickey Keating. So I only know Alan. I'm, I don't know the others. I'm sorry. I know Kathleen because of um, Gilmore Girls. She was Jess's mom. Oh. And she was also in Witchboard. So we love to see range. You just blew my mind. She was the psychic. I... She was the yes, psychic. I... Yeah. I just pulled up her IMDb picture and I was like, wait a minute. I recognize her now. She mostly does voice work. So whenever I actually yeah. see her face, I'm like, whoops, ah! <laughs> <laughs> is this? Well, Kathleen, if you ever listen to this, you did a damn good job. I got to say the casting was like 12 out of 10 on this, mostly because like I, I genuinely had no idea where this was going. Same. I, I was here for the vibe because it was giving like tales from the crypt. But yes. also, it it wasn't. It took a minute. It took. A, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was telling you before we recorded, well, started recording. If I could use words before we started recording, <laughs> I was like, I might have made a mistake because it's giving vibes, but like I don't know what's happening. And then he said Phileo bish, and I was, <laughs> we are in the right. We are in the right short. <laughs> he said Happy Friday. <laughs> Gotta get down on Friday. I. Just remember getting the text from you and being like, I don't know. And then literally two minutes later, time stamped. Oh, this is the right short. Shit just popped off. And (laughs) I lost it because this goes from zero to not even a hundred, literally zero to a thousand so quick. Because we open, we get the cold open of them at the cemetery, clearly mourning their mom's death. And at first you feel so bad for Richard, played by Alan Ruck. You're like, oh my God, he just lost his wife and he's his kids want him to come stay with them for the night. And he's like, no, I need to be alone in my own space. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. And then immediately as soon as he gets home, he starts hallucinating about his dead wife. Who's he? He's a gigantic asshole too. Listen, I I was like, Alan, I've never seen this from you because I'm used to him being like in Ferris Bueller. I mean, yes. he is one of the Roy kids in succession right now, but like, right. he's not the worst of the four. <laughs> so, well, we found that out last night as of this recording. Yeah. I, I, can we also just talk about how we're watching this um, and they are wrapping up for a very special funeral this week of recording this? So yes. So we're seeing for funerals. <laughs> Uh, two successions and a funeral. Two Alan Rucks and a funeral. 
That's what it is. They're like, keep Subtitle. that blazer. <laughs> I I was not prepared for her to be a real entity, I will say. Like, again, I thought it was he was just going to hallucinate about her. And I have was not prepared at all for him to be the problem. <laughs> Same. Because, again, it was giving tales from the crypt. So it could gone anyway. And I was like, I don't know. Is it going to be like, a, oh, I miss my wife and I'm haunted by her spirit. I'm staying in this house to be close to her spirit. And it's like, no, no, you're going back because you wanted that bitch gone. And you set her on fire and she's coming back to get revenge. And... I could hear the Crypt Keeper in my head just cackling. And I was like, yes, yes. And I hit play again. <laughs> yes. Oh, I also watched it twice. That's hilarious. Because um, I was like, wait a minute. She came out of that wheelchair looking like the marshmallow that you leave on the fire a little too long when you're making s'mores. <laughs> so at first we get her. And I, I genuinely think that one was just a dream because he falls asleep making soup, like the saddest pot of tomato soup you've ever seen. <laughs> And it sets the fire alarm off, but he moves the ramp off the stairs because she's wheelchair bound. And she's like, can you help me? You know, I had an accident. I can't do this by myself. And he says, I'm tired of changing diapers. Let me tell you something. Men are trash. <laughs> a whole trash bag. <laughs> a, a whole, and she's just sitting there smoking in her chair in her filth because like she won't help her What is she going to do? Yeah. Right? And I'm just like, this is a very nice house. Why don't you just have a live-in um, person? A CNA, somebody. Like, what? Right? Because I'm like, clearly you don't take care of your wife anymore. Um, and so you should have somebody assist you. So it doesn't get to that point where she's just sitting there being abused and neglected. But one of the things I love about this short is that when she comes back, they don't all of a sudden make it where she's like running after him and walking after him. Like for the most part, yeah. she's like crawling or she's like got a hand coming out of a pot. Um, <laughs> That's Okay. <laughs> That really scared me. That was a jump scare that absolutely worked. And I want to know how they did that because I'm assuming that they put her underneath the counter space and just made it look like her hand was coming out of the pot. But it was straight up Freddy Krueger in the bathtub. Like it was like, swing. Right? She was like, five finger discount, bitch. Oh, get in here. And she's all like, char- she looks like a Hellboy, but as a woman, kind of. Another reason I live. Yes. No. But I, I am here for people, um, and again, this actor is not someone who uses a wheelchair, um, or at least not right. regularly if she does now, because she's getting older, so I don't want to be all like, she got her days or no. I don't know her. <laughs> we don't have coffee. But like, I'm here for us having people who, when we are when we express that they have a disability, they get to like continue having a disability. It's yes. not like, now you're superhuman, because like nothing's wrong with people. And I think that that's able to, some people are just like, mm, we did that, but now we're over it. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. And it just also is a reminder that like sometimes the people you think you shouldn't be afraid of or the people you think you can abuse are the ones you'd be afraid of because we are two tiny, we are two tiny women who are always underestimated and yet our words are sharper. (laughs) As I say on a routine basis, if you want me to hurt your feelings, I'll hurt your feelings. Like, <laughs> listen, listen, I've always said I'm here to hurt feelings and change lives. <laughs> and that's your ministry. It is. I'm laying loved... tongues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slaying tongues. I, I do love that she gets to be disabled because she's not the villain in this story. No. But she was giving... Um, the original Enola in Crimson Peak when she comes out and she's all like red and gooey and you know beware Crimson Peak she's she's the Bluebeard's wife you know and I love a good Bluebeard's wife story I any variation Rebecca Hall or that's the actor (laughs) Rebecca (laughs) 
story. Sorry, she is an adaptation. But Rebecca, the story is based on Bluebeard. Anything like that, I just find really interesting, especially given like, you know, a man can remarry as many times as he wants. But like if a woman has had more than two husbands, they're like a harlot. And on top of that, oftentimes, statistically speaking, and I'm happy to cite my sources if I can include them in the show notes. It is proven that on average, I think it was something like 40 to 60% of couples that break up when the wife is diagnosed with a disability or cancer or sort of a life-threatening illness, the divorces are initiated by the men. And it's something like 40 to 6 marriages, 40 to 60% of the marriages end, which is wild. Um, Like I can't imagine my partner being (laughs) severely disabled but enough to like you know she's still herself in this Mm -hmm. and then being like yeah I'm gonna let you sit in your own pee that is you don't do that to babies why would you do that to your grown wife listen like again men are just trash like they don't even wait for people to get sick anymore I remember when Michelle Branch hit her husband and we like (gasps) opened up the tapes and it's because he was out stepping out on her while she was at home with a newborn baby yes which, okay, we're Team Michelle on this podcast, yeah. at least me and Sheree are. <laughs> I was like, do you need bail money? I got you. Right. <laughs> we will be there. We will be driving fast, faces past, and we will be homebound. We are there for you. All he wanted was to catch them hands. Um. <laughs> I just, I think it speaks volumes that, um, obviously this was written and directed by a man, but like, even he was like, all right, this happens often enough that people can relate to it in a horror film. <laughs> And uh, I love that because you know my favorite subgenre of man is the man who's like men are the problem. Oh, correct. <laughs> if you and can be that fav- self-aware. Yes, and our favorite subgenre of horror is good for her. So when two rights make a right. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean everything from like the special effects to the pacing of this really blew me away and I'm I say that almost every short now I mean not every single one but close just because Alter has been really really bringing the heat lately but this one I don't know what the budget was but damn those special effects I like I said when she pops her hand out of the pot it scared me so bad I was living and I think it's also just because of like the camera angles and like the lenses like this was this felt like somebody was like we're making a short but it could have been a feature and I was like I would watch it right Right. Give me this new Beetlejuice. Like, give me this. Look, (laughs) I am so torn on that. That is a whole other episode to talk about. Um, Yeah, no, I I would love to see this as a feature. And I don't say that often because usually and Joe and I've discussed this on the past couple episodes we've done together. Usually I'm like, okay, this is enough. You know, the short did what it needed to do. But but this I want to see her just terrorize the shit out of him from the afterlife (laughs) right i would love that i would love for him to hire people to come in and try and get rid of the spirit and they figure out what he's done they're like oh no you deserve this right (laughs) crime busters meets ghostbusters right judge judy of the afterlife i'm here for it wait we're on to something write that down write that down (laughs) (laughs) uh judge undead judy uh (laughs) truly but yeah i Overall, I think this was so close to a 10 out of a 10 for me. The only thing was the, and this was just because it probably it came out in 2015, and I'm sure if I saw it originally in 2015, I wouldn't say this. Something in the beginning with the cinematography was a little off, but I can't put my finger on it, and it's just me being really picky. No, but, like, that's 
when I was like, this might have been a mistake. Because it did feel like one of those like old 80s R&B videos that you would yes. see on like <laughs> BT. Um, but there were no black people. <laughs> and I was like, I'm confused. Like, well, and thank God that it did pick up fast because like like we said, as soon as he gets to the house after those first, because it's only a 12 minute long short. So after the first like three minutes when they get back to the house, we were like, oh shit, this is happening. And when we finally get the reveal of he didn't just set her on fire, he put her in the, he let her fall asleep in the bed, poured what I can only assume was fairly expensive alcohol, which how dare you waste that? Listen lit a cigarette and said be gone bitch like literally throws the cigarette on her i gasped because i think getting burned alive has to be like top five worst ways to die especially when there's nothing you can do about it because again right she is beholden to whoever is in there in the house because like the way it's set up her wheelchair is not near her nothing for her to grab on is near her and so like there's nothing she could do and I, that is terrifying to me. Like I yes. was internally screaming because I, I used to, I used to, I still sleep weirdly, but like <laughs> that was definitely Same. like a few decades. Um, and by a few, I mean a couple because I'm young, y'all. Um, where <laughs> I know I was like, you're, you're talking like you're in your mid forties to fifties, please. <laughs> now that I'm eighty five. Um, <laughs> but like I, when I would go to sleep, it, I didn't have the phrasing for sleep paralysis. I've never been diagnosed, but I could right. hear things going on in the room and be aware of who was there, what they were doing, but I couldn't move. Oh, and God, so that like reminded me of that era where I'd be like, can my friends not be fucking while I'm in the room? Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> would they wait until I, they took me home? They can wake me up and take me home. But like, you can't do anything or say anything. And then you wake up and you're like, you classless uncouth bitches. And they're Y'all, like, not- <laughs> Not them clapping cheeks with you next to them. I'm disgusted. Right. I, I the fact that people really underestimate that we're all one accident away from being permanently disabled also just really drives the rest of this short home for me because that could be us tr- truly. Like I don't think men, straight men especially, realize the courage it can take to be a, a woman in a relationship with with them uh i say that as someone who's in a committed relationship as you know but i mean outside of size differences like i just have to really trust that like if something like that happened to me did i pick the right partner you know to be there i, did, I wish people could see our faces because our eyebrows are like to our hairlines right now <laughs> <laughs> like my eyebrows just ran to Toronto to join Joe. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they just knock knock on his door and he opens the door and he's like, What are these? I have these little caterpillars. Uh, <laughs> not because you, yours look like that, but because, no. you know, detach like, from your face. Mine are wispy. It's weird because, like, if you like pluck a single hair, it's gone. All of it's gone. <laughs> oh, God, no. But, but if have... you don't do anything about it, it's like ghost hairs all over the place. Yeah. And so I just had to, like, make do with it. Well, she had some ghost hair because when she rolled out of that bed at the end and came up to him and propped that shotgun in his mouth, holy fuck. I hollered. I said, I know that she's not about to do what I think she's about to do. And then she did. <laughs> Good for her. I, 
I also just love that trope where men see something supernatural and they're like, let me do violence. Like, right. <laughs> that's not, the, it's like in the dark and the wicked, which I thought about when I was watching this. <gasps> yes. Like, that dude's like, I'm gonna go outside and fight this devil priest. And I'm like, what you gonna do? What? With Say what? Nate's to you. <laughs> Say Nate's scared. Look. <laughs> Say has been in your house multiple times this movie. They not thinking about right. you. <laughs> Listen, and then when she put that in his mouth and he was like, no no and I gotta say for what their budget again I'm assuming what their budget was they did a pretty good job of showing a shotgun blast through the mouth because I am not a fan of that in a lot of movies um it's just too much usually but I mean I'm always a fan of like a blood spatter across a wall that's pretty effective but then when they pan out and you just see a chunk of his brain chilling behind him on the end table (laughs) we both just made the same face (laughs) It was at this point, listeners, when I text Sheree, <laughs> the Vine reference, oh my fucking gosh, she's fucking dead. <laughs> and, and I was just like, what is going on? Because again, in the span of about four and a half minutes, it went from, okay, this is kind of creepy to hell to the gnaw, to the gnaw, gnaw, gnaw. Like I was blowing up Sheree's phone, like, what did I just watch? And then I immediately ran it back and watched it again to actually pr- prep to record this. But I mean, yeah, this was like a, again, 9.7 out of 10, I think. Uh, 9.7 out of 10 uh, wheelchairs. (laughs) And eight cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) And a shot for good measure. Because I was like, we're watching her smoke a lot. And that's weird to know that she's a smoker so heavy. Because every time you saw her. You know what she was giving? She was giving that they're selling chocolates from Spongebob. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, madam, please pick your struggle because I don't know about you huffing and puffing in these cigarettes. Listen, and like I, uh, after we knew he did it, I was like, okay, we did that because that was the perfect crime to be like, right. She went to sleep with a cigarette or like she like had her cigarette fall over. Um, even though like I would imagine she burst into flames. (laughs) Like (laughs) like, why was mom sitting in bed (laughs) with a whole ass? With a whole ass fifth and a pack of cigarettes. What was going on in the house? <laughs> Listen, I've had some rough days, so I get it. But I've never bad. I've never been that down bad. In- <laughs> right? I'd be like, I told her to stop drinking that Seagrams. Oh, <laughs> please, not the Seagrams. No, that's. I. <laughs> it was rough. I did feel for her. By the end of the short, I was like, I genuinely felt sorry for her. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of my final button. Is that if you're going to do a revenge film without sexual assault, yes, we are fans. I would love more revenge movies from the female perspective without sexual assault or sexual abuse. That would be great. Uh, it's a cheap ploy. I just, I'm really tired of rape revenge movies. I never thought I would say that, <laughs> but then like in the last eight years, I swear to God, there's just been way too many. Uh, but yeah, I, I really appreciate what he did with this because I think people don't realize until they try to do it how difficult it is to both write and direct something uh directing is a whole other barrel of monkeys and Mike Williamson did such a good job I think of translating what could have very easily been a one-dimensional flat you know oh it's a take on Bluebeard's Bride kind of thing but I was emotional by the end of it (laughs) 
again because I was starting to write it off and I was like, you know what? It looks cool, but uh, it's just going to yeah. be like some like boring, haunting drama. And then like it immediately was like, ha ha, bitch. And I was like, ah! Like, <laughs> in the words of Kat, surprise. Surprise. <laughs> and it came in flaming hot. Like a Cheeto. What? <laughs> she looks like a Cheeto. She looked like a flaming hot Cheeto. The angry Cheeto. <laughs> yes. I need everyone to go watch this so that I don't come across as just like, something wrong with me for comparing this woman to food you need to watch this and tell me she does not look like a smushed red m&m listen <laughs> she is giving she is giving oh shit these hot dogs are overcooked right like, <laughs> like this is what happens when you let the eight-year-old cook your hot dogs when you're camping right uh, this is for the july weekend and so yes <laughs> and the drunk uncle is running the grill but I think that that speaks to, again, whatever their budget was, I'm not sure. But damn, y'all did an amazing job with it because I was grossed out just by the look of her, which I think is hard to do, you know, after you've been doing this for so long. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm also just living for these people who we don't normally see in horror, yes. um, in a horror short, because I, I love, I love, love, love when the people we grew up watching are just like, guess what? I'm in your genre today. What's going on? What's happening? It's Can my favorite. Can I sit with y'all? <laughs> it's my favorite. And we would let Alan come sit with us anytime, sir. Listen. What a good actor. Right? I always say he could have been Ferris Bueller, but Matthew Broderick could never could never be Cameron ever no shade I just feel very strongly about that because I've seen Alan and many other things and I'm like all right I feel a way about this right um especially as Connor Roy I if you make me truly hate your ass good job <laughs> the con heads are gonna have something to look forward to when they get around <laughs> to this one just saying <laughs> you know I think it's a divide and conquer situation with with these next couple episodes coming up. But anyways, this is not a succession recap podcast as much as we should probably start one. Uh, again, this is the altar tapes on the anatomy of a scream pod squad. Sheree, do you want to uh, plug yourself one more time? Yes, I have been Sheree Bohannon. You can find me at Miss Sheree on that Instagram, that Twitter. And that's probably the handle on TikTok. I should learn that. Um, I'm willing to I think learn. it is. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Where can I find you, Miss Glitter Burrito? <laughs> well, funny you should ask. It's uh, at Glitter Burrito on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, my TikTok is really just me. The same thing how my Twitter is like just stream of consciousness sometimes. I'm like, what if I said this out loud instead of tweeting it? And then sometimes I do both. Uh, and then, of course, we're at Bloody Broads Pod on all of our social media. And then my Instagram is my full government name for uh, casting directors and directors to find me easier. Jamie Kirsten Howard. That's also my name on IMDb. And it has been absolutely lovely, you guys. Don't forget to follow the Alter Tapes and the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad. All links will be in the show notes. And until next time, bye. Bye. The Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.